excuse. I mean, oh, a cheat sheet or like notes that you took? No, like a legitimate cheat sheet. Like I'm Googling the L word season two oh. right now. Because <laughs> I watched it. I watched it, but I watched it like when you, like the same weekend you I guys. I know. Same, same. I did have to review my notes before getting on this call with you. Yeah. Before we get into anything L word related. Yes. We have some uh, pop culture news to connect on. Emmy noms were announced and our darling MJ Rodriguez, Blanca Evangelista from Pose, got the fucking nom. She did. And if she gets the win, I am going to lose my shit. I don't even see how she doesn't get the win. I, I need to Exactly. I need to remember who exactly. else she was up against, but I remember looking at it. I mean, she's like, up against some great people and some people that I really love. So I think one of them is Uzo Aduba for In Treatment. Right. Which I'm also really excited about because that revival, revival, remake, revival, reboot, reboot. That reboot's really good. Encouraging our listeners to get on it if you aren't already. It's a really good reboot. I'm actually upset that um, Anthony Ramos didn't get nominated for like supporting or something. Yeah, it's Olivia Coleman, The Crown. I mean, is Olivia Coleman yeah, ever not nominated? I mean, she's always nominated. <laughs> always nominated for something. Literally, it doesn't matter what she does, she's going to get a nomination. Because she is that bitch. She is that bitch, though. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm, really, like, I'm, like, I'm giving you shade right now, Olivia, but like low key, let's be friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> on fl- in Fleabag, like, how fucking amazing <laughs> is she in Fleabag? Like, I know. She kills Fleabag. I know. She's just like Kills this it. like annoying stepmom. Emma Corrin, The Crown. I can't remember if you actually watched The Crown. I don't think you do, right? No, I know that you watched the season with Princess Die and like you got me interested in watching just that season. Yeah. But I've not watched The Crown despite Gillian Anderson, aka Gay Origins, aka Oh yeah, she's in this queen being in she's it. She's in it. She's Margaret Thatcher, right. So Emma Corrin, also of The Crown, who plays Princess Diana. Ah, okay. Uh, Journey Smollett, Lovecraft Country, which I watched a lot of but did not finish because, honestly, it was like a horror film. And it was really hard to watch. I still haven't watched it. It was a lot. You got to, like, really be in a space. um, Yeah. That I'm never in. There's never a space where I'm like, you know what? I want to watch black horror Um, because the black horror genre that's now emerged fully since Get Out is like yeah it's 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 always about yeah it's like it's like racial trauma and horror together right it's like it's honestly like the most ridiculous version of horror like it's like it's so it's always so bad okay Uzo Aduba, who you just said, did I mispronounce yes. her last name? I'm so no, okay. no. So I, so I still need to get into in treatment. I um, did start watching it. I did start like, but HBO. I meant to watch the new ones, and then HBO was like, "No, you want to watch oh, the they old took you one." To they took me to like ass. season one of like, the original. So I'm really With far. Gabriel back. Burns, hot ass. Yeah. So probably wasn't a bad thing. I mean, you're He's right. Like I'm actually getting else. kind of hot and bothered just thinking about him at the end of Little Women. <laughs> it's the only way. You know, like how how Jillian Armstrong solved the problem of little women which is that you know Lori and joe don't end up together and she ends up with professor bears by casting fucking hot ass gabriel byrne as professor bear then you forget all about that shit it's, you know it's, you're like it, oh it's it, gabriel it is Byrne. interesting Excuse thing because i i do still always end the i do always still end the watch 
disappointed. Like, yeah. I still feel yeah. the loss of her not being with Lori. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Sure. This is not how yeah. movies are supposed to be. What's happening mm-hmm. here? But then, mm-hmm. um, but then Gabriel comes with an umbrella. <laughs> Whew. Whew. <laughs> oh, boy. And I think even before that, he comes with, I want to say, an orange. There's a scene where he, like, sensually hands her an orange and the camera does a close-up on their fingers, like, touching. Oh, I got to go back and watch that. And I'm like, hello. He's so, like, unspeakably hot and, like, it's very hard to explain why. You know what I mean? He just has that je ne sais quoi. He has a, you know, it's it's not a je ne sais quoi to me because it's like it's like I fucking know why I know I know why he's hot like it's it's say quoi I'm not like it's not like I don't it's not like I don't know I'm like very much like I know but I can't discern like the why you know what I mean it's hard to like articulate it's his voice it's the color of his hair it's like a very it's like a Hugh Grant situation um. It's it's like the strength of his features. Like he looks like a man. He does have strong features. Yes, he'd make a good statue. He'd make a good fuck buddy. He make he'd make a good statue. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> he's hot. Yeah. He's just really hot, Gabriel and he's got that. Oh, he's just like. Mm. Um, like so, yeah. Like, and it feels yeah. dirty at the end too because it's like she's so young and he's so not. Yeah. But, but damn but it works. like, you damn know, we're watching and, we're, and, we're, and the thing is, what's gross about it is that we started watching that when we were like 11. Yeah. And we were and I, like fully and into I, it at And 11. I was exactly, that's exactly my point. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, I don't understand this. I had to watch it as an adult to understand. It's like, no, at 11, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have not met a single woman who's attracted to men who does not want to fuck Gabriel Byrne. Like it's, it's a universal thing. I, I don't actually want to fuck him. I want him to fuck me. Oh, yeah. I envision yeah. him on top, for sure. <laughs> um, Gabriel Byrne. We've, that would be so intense. We went way down a rabbit hole here. Um, so we started, we started with MJ Rodriguez celebrating her um, historic nomination alongside this esteemed, you know, list of other incredible women. Um, Who are the other noms? So the other one, only one I didn't mention was Elizabeth Moss. Oh my gosh, my words. Elizabeth oh, for, um, Moss for, yeah, for The Handmaid's for, um, Tale. Every fucking year, of which course. Which should yeah. also never be nominated because that is trauma porn. Like, I, you will never, never you should it. never, ever, ever watch it. Um, I feel like I may, may have already told you this story, but my parents, my parents read or listened to Handmaid's Tale in their book club. Mm-hmm. And so my mom calls me up, maybe like beginning of season two, and she's like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to watch The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, I don't think you should do that. Like, <laughs> I don't, I think, you read the book, so you know what's in there. So just imagine that on mm-hmm. screen. She's like, I think, I think I'll be able to handle it. She gets like not even through the whole first episode, and she calls me, and she's like, Mia, like, what is this? And I was like, it's the book you read. Like, but we're so excited. But we're excited for you, MJ, because this is oh my God, so, fucking so well deserved. So if deserved. there's a world in which you don't win, I don't want to live in it. 
I know. And like, like you said, I can't imagine because she's been getting literally all the shine. Like out of all the nuts. It's going to be one of those, it's going to be one of those awkward things where like, let's say Olivia Coleman wins. Cause like, you know, life. Oh, everybody's like, going to be like, well, no, Olivia's going to have to do the thing. <laughs> Olivia's going to have to do the thing where yeah. she gets up there and like, you know, like gifts her award to MJ and some like, you know, show of like sports. Show sportsmanship or whatever the fuck, and we're all gonna be like, "Yeah, bitch, we know you didn't deserve that." Whatever, one. like you didn't deserve, you it. didn't deserve it. But Olivia, um, we still love you. She's gotten it. We we still love her, but she's gotten her flowers, as you like to say. Yeah. Um, Pose also nominated for best drama series, which is wonderful. I thought it was the first time that happened, but no, it got nominated in season one too. So I'm just an idiot, but I'm excited about that too. Um, most exciting to me, I literally so I screamed when I read about. MJ and then I screamed even louder when I read that Bowen fucking Yang is nominated for SNL my darling boo he's he's the first featured player to ever be nominated I had to look up what that meant so basically for the first three seasons maybe it's the first two seasons see the first I think it's two the first the first two seasons your billing is like capped at this featured player thing and then if you return for a third season that's when you can be considered a main yep. cast member so he's like yeah. so good he's a lot so early yeah. in his career yeah. on snl that he like got nominated which is yeah. like fuck yes bowen i mean look i don't watch it the way you do i don't listen to his podcast the way that you do so like i feel like i'm it's i'm drawing podcast. i'm drawing <laughs> from limited data points here but that titanic skit from this season is effing hilarious <laughs> and it's the kind of thing you could, you could literally watch every day and laugh as if you're seeing it the first it's time true. it's so funny it's true. I will put together a highlight reel of Bowen Yang's best, but that is like the, the best, the absolute best. Listeners, for those of you who don't know this podcast, it's called Las Culturistas. It's been around for years and it's Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers hosting it together. They're best friends. They've been best friends for like 10 years. Um, they came up in improv and comedy together in New York and they're both queer as fuck. And um, the whole pod is just them. It's much it it, it heavily inspired this podcast because <laughs> the whole podcast is just them being fucking absurd and like commenting on pop culture. And um, but you learn a lot about them because they're very candid on it. And you learn a lot, a lot about their friendship. Obviously, like I said, they're best friends. They came up in comedy together and they were they were invited to audition for SNL the same year. Um, So they were comedy partners, but they were invited to audition. Obviously, you you audition separately, like for SNL, like individually. And obviously, like Bowen got cast in SNL, Matt didn't. And so it's interesting because like if you go back on the pod, like you can listen to the episodes around that time and them like, you know, um, vying for this thing. Contending with that. And um, I mean, they're both like very... um, What's the word? Um, not enlightened. The fuck is the word that I'm looking for? Mature. Mature. They're very evolved. Evolved. That is the word I'm looking for. They are very evolved people. So like they're they're both like just super emotionally self aware and like just so they they're like dissecting it as it's happening and they somehow like got through it stronger than ever you know what i mean because that would test like the strongest of friendships but anyway all that is to say on matt rogers's instagram 
I went right to his Instagram right away because I was like, oh, my God, he was he's been saying for weeks. He's like, Bowen's going to get the nom. He's going to get the nom. And then he did. And you see them on Fire Island and Matt is um, popping open champagne and they're all like singing and dancing. And it's really sweet. Friendship. I love friendship. I have some other Emmy noms to shout out that I was very excited about. So Hacks, which is a fucking excellent show on HBO Max. Yeah, have you watched? I've seen the first couple episodes. I got into it because Gene Smart was also on Mayor of Easttown. And so it was like a double feature. Like, we just finished this, like, police drama and then, like, went straight into Hacks. Um, So I still have to finish that. But I got a couple episodes in and thought it was funny as hell. She's a fucking icon. And she's nominated for both, by the way. She's nominated for lead actress in a comedy for Hacks, and she's nominated for supporting in Mayor of Easttown, which I still haven't watched. I'm sorry, Mia. Um, so I'm excited about that. Hacks is nominated for comedy series. Pen15 also nominated for comedy okay, series. Super so I have not about that. ever watched that. Oh, my know, God. Know, it's right know, up. It's so up your alley. I know it's theoretically, it's I know it's theoretically up my alley. And every time I it's see like it. It's like you wrote it, man. Every, <laughs> like it's like you wrote it. You don't understand. It's like you wrote every it. Every time I see it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm supposed to like this. Like, why have I not clicked on it yet? And I have a crush on one of those actresses. Me the too. one who... She, it's probably the same she was actually <laughs> She was actually in Insecure in the first season. She played Molly's, like, like, uh, like law firm associate person. Like, I think they might have shared an office. And... It's, pro- it's probably the same and thing I'm thinking of. She's only in it a few times. They have, like, a work function thing, and she's at that with her fiancé. Anyway, had a crush on this girl for, like, a minute. Um, and I still can't press play. I just, I don't know. I actually, I went through a similar thing. Like everybody in my life was telling me, you're going to love Pen15. You have to watch it. And because of that, it took me forever to watch it. And then when I finally did, I was like, I'm so upset that I waited this long. Cause this is. Maybe I'll give it a go tonight. I mean. It's even like wilder than you think it's going to be. I don't want that. I want it to be less wild. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's not like. It's wild in, like, a very real, accessible, like, coming-of-age girl, like, horny, like, hormones-raging <laughs> way um, that's just so good. Because, you like, you see one of them discover masturbation for the first time, and then, like, she spends literally an entire episode, like, running off to masturbate at every given opportunity. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so funny. And they're both so good. They're 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 these like thirty something year old actresses playing themselves at thirteen. <laughs> yeah. And they do it so well. It's like you forget. It's so weird. It's it's just a weird, wonderful experience. I mean please watch it. I'm gonna give it a go. And I just I wanna I wanna do some deeper exploration of like why I have these feelings because as most people know, one of my favorite shows is Degrassi. The tagline of Degrassi is, it goes there. And somehow, <laughs> in knowing that Pen15 goes there, I'm like, ah, I can't handle it. But it goes there in a hilarious way. And be- and when it goes there, it really only goes there for the two leads who are actually played by 30-somethings. So, like, it's okay. It's funny. I'm going to give it a go. It's going to be funny. You got to, like, you got to update me when you watch it. The other noms I was excited about. Um, also, supporting actor, I believe, Carl Clemens Hopkins from Hacks, who plays Gene Smart's 
COO who becomes her CEO by the end of the season. Just super interesting character, really solid actor, like very excited for him. Hugh Grant for The Undoing, bless, because he was a fucking psychopath in that and played it to perfection. Why are you shaking your head? Did he make you uncomfortable? Okay. (laughs) Oh, and also Dave Chappelle got nominated for hosting SNL and so did your boo, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh my God, my boo. Question, was Insecure not eligible this year because its season was like, its last season was too early? I feel like that must have been the case. I don't they know. they a bunch of noms. I think their last season was before the Emmys last year. Maybe. But I could be wrong. But then they found, know. they must have found some kind of loophole for, um, I, may, I May Destroy You because yeah. it was supposed to get nominated last year and we felt snubbed that it didn't. But then they still mm. got nominated That's this the other year. thing, because Pen15 is, is, like, pretty old. Like, it should have been nominated last year. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know how this shit works, yeah. A.D. Bryant um, for Shrill. Oh, yeah, that for was Shrill. Exciting. Big deal. That was exciting. Big deal. I think it's the first time she got nominated for Shrill. Super exciting. So are we ready to talk yes. L Word? Season two, kicking, punching, fighting, fucking. I will say, like, I suspect that the L word um, got around having any kind of budget for music by making a thousand remixes of that fucking song and just playing them throughout the entire season two. Did they do that for the rest of the series? Um, I didn't even notice that until you said it when we were watching it. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I, I mean I'm sure I know. I'm sure, like. In an actual moment, like list, like watching a scene, like hearing the remixed light chords of the of the uh, what do you call those? Not jingle. It's not a jingle <laughs> the theme song. <laughs> like playing in the background. The but you were but you were the one who like brought that thought to the forefront of like my brain. I'm like, oh, that's what they're doing. Like so, to your point, I can't I can't like I can't tell you predictively like that's what's gonna happen next season because like I it went over my head if it happened. The scene where Shane and Carmen are like in that is it like a sound booth or something. Oh yeah, early in the set. early in the early early in the season. <laughs> and there's like a dance version of the theme song playing in the background and it's just like fucking 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 fucking. <laughs> I was like this is fucking absurd. The show truly is like high camp. Like it really is. Let it be. Let it be what it is. I am. I'm not. I'm so, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. You know, I like campy shit. <laughs> and I loved it. I still loved it. Okay. So season two, like, do you want to tell the people like generally what's happening? Tanya killed her cat, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Tanya's horrible. Okay, so She's the worst. I actually need to get reoriented here so I don't give a season we three. We do it together. So I don't, so, we'll do so I don't give a season three recap. Because actually, okay. at the beginning of this call, I almost did that. Like, I was like, and I was. Did you almost drop a big spoiler? Yeah. Damn. And I, and I, right. and I didn't, not because I, like, recognized it was the wrong season, but because we started to talk about other shit. So, like, I'm glad I just realized that I was, like, thinking about the wrong season. I am, too. Anyway. <laughs> I am, too. So, um, so season two. So at the end of season one, um, Jenny has, you know, recognized fully that she has a 
woman loving component to her sexual orientation and um, her relationship with Tim is like fully on the rocks and despite him trying to be a lesbian as well with his haircut (laughs) right your girl my girl everyone's girl Alice realizes that she has feelings for Dana realizes like at the very last let her her have her realization however fleeting (laughs) it may be now real life version of the L word we're not privy to moment every moment of their lives like <laughs> like we got we got a glimpse and we didn't get a ton of the, right. we didn't get a ton of glimpses into her burgeoning love for Dana but it doesn't mean that it wasn't there okay okay so it was an artistic choice yeah but Dana is uh is she engaged at the end of season one? Whatever it is. It's end of season one, beginning of season two. She's engaged to this fucking horror show named Tanya, who's basically like the president of her fan club, essentially. Not actually, but like she she's a star fucker, basically. And she like is obsessed with Dana as a star athlete kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Then there's They're Shane. Engaged. I don't know that there's anything in, interesting going on with her at the end of season one. Oh, except her. Uh, oh, I mean, except, except for, for the end of her affair Sherry. with Sherry Jaffe. But uh, but enter uh, Carmen. Enter Carmen. Carmen de la Pico Morales. <laughs> I think that's like her full name, which is absurd. Let her <laughs> have really, a full name. Like really, you had to go like all the way there. That's where they um, went. I was in love with Carmen in college. Like, despite hating the L word, I do remember, like, <laughs> if I were, like, walking out of the room and, like, walking past the TV, like, Carmen popped up for a second. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin loves, like, a femmy lady. You know? <laughs> I do, but she doesn't do anything for me anymore because, like, she's so clearly straight to me. So yeah, Shane and, and Carmen, that's a thing. And like they're in love with each other, but like Shane is afraid of commitment, so she keeps pushing her away and then like Carmen gets involved with Jenny, which is like what? Um Jenny is still living in Tim's uh the the I guess it's the garage that she's converted to a studio, which is like I just so many times I've just said, like, Tim, you have no fucking boundaries. Like, just kick her ass why out. Are you still just kick her out. God, she's, he's he's kind. I know he's too kind, though. He's too cruel kind. to be kind in the right measure. Cruel to be kind. You kick Jenny out, right? It's a very good sign. Um, Would you kick Jenny out if you were Tim? I don't know how to answer that because... I cer- we certainly wouldn't be living together. Right. I don't know how that would come about. Right. Like, I don't know if it's that I would leave or I'd make the other person right. leave. That's, I have no idea. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's it's more like we can't be living in the same place. Like, that's No, insane. I, like, when I, when a relationship ends for me, like, I blow up the whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> every part of this needs to be blown up fully. You and I have that in common, my Nuclear friend. style. <laughs> no parts of this should be left intact. Um, and so, randomly, I remember going to go back. I started watching the new My First My, uh, My First Wives Club on BET Plus. Ooh, with with, with Chili, with, with Chili, yeah, with Chili from, from Philly. And there's a scene where like Queen. 
post breakup, like post pending divorce, like in the throes of divorce, this couple is like still in therapy together. And I'm like, what is that? Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) the whole point of breaking up is to not have this moment. Like, God, we are we're so similar in that way. Like whenever anybody talks about being friends with an ex, I'm just like, you what now? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you still talk to this motherfucker. Interestingly, the only person I ever attempted to do that with for real, for real was with. And yes, that's true. Yes. And it was never. But it was never only friends. It was like. We're not dating. still not over. It's never over. The notebook. No, now she's married, so hopefully it's over, girl. I mean, I don't want to be on the record saying anything that has some woman showing up at my door ready to kill me. It's over. But, um, but yeah, and the entire time that we were post-relationship but still hanging out, it was like a gray area. Yes. That's that's why, like, for me, the the only, like, quote, friendships I've had with exes have been the gray area. Yeah. Like, it's never, it's never gone. Oh, yeah, you have some with, of those. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a gray area that lasted, like, more than a decade, son. Yeah. Fuck so, so the way, so this, so for us to describe ourselves as similar in this way is to say, we used to do that shit. We don't do it anymore. We used to like have continued things with exes. Have gray, yeah. yeah like, yeah. like we both said it like it was core to our identity, but then in reflection, I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> I've definitely done that. Where I stayed in the gray. Shouldn't have done that. Wasn't good for me mentally. Yeah, for me, the like, I feel like the only people people I could like stay friends with, I guess, were would be people who like I broke up with or whose heart that I broke. Like if someone broke my heart, like you got to get the fuck out of my life. Cause my ego can't take that shit. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like if you rejected me, my ego just can't stand for that. Like you need to, I can't see you. Your face can't be in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So uh, back to Tim and Jenny. It takes him an excruciatingly long time to, like, finally leave. And he has to leave town. He doesn't even leave the house. He, he leaves, leaves town. the state of California. After, like, after seeing her bang a number of chicks, like, in his garage, because um, he lives there and he walks by his garage every once in a while and there's, like, windows. Um, which, like, brings me to a separate but related point. I feel like whenever anyone is cheating on anybody on this show, it's like they're trying to get caught. Yeah. Is it just me? Yeah. They do it like when someone, they do it when when someone's about to come home, like always. I'm just like, how are you not thinking about Or even this? with Bet and the Carpenter. Yes. Like, oh, that, oh, we yes. got to get back to that. That's another plot yeah, line that like, mm-hmm. but with even with Bet and the Carpenter, they're at that gallery outside. She like, def- she, she could not like, stop herself from like, Stroking this woman's hands, like hands? give me a fucking like, break! What? Like no, Tina's in the next right. room. Like Tina's on the show. Premises. Some respect. <laughs> so on to Tina and Beth. Yes. Speaking of which, yes. So uh, things are still steamy between uh, Bet and Candace. I was going to keep calling her the carpenter, but thank you for giving her the, ca- a the name. sexy carpenter Candy. <laughs> Who's a bunch of eye candy, but um, she is. Mm. and Tina's Tina is like you know 
we're not together anymore. I'm having this baby alone. Oh, and she pregnant again. <laughs> she got pregnant again, did not reveal it to anyone. To bet. Or to anyone, and tries to hide it forever. Forever, until Alice is telling her that she got fat, which is like <laughs> she just body shames the fuck out of her, <laughs> and, and Tina is forced to be like, "Bitch, I'm pregnant." <laughs> Alice is like, "You really just like let yourself so go? It's, it's not okay." Oh my god, <laughs> it was great. I will say, like Alice, I know that she's your she's your boo and she's your fave, and that you relate to her a lot. Like I think watching season two, I was just inserting you as Alice (laughs) the whole time. Oh no! Because no, mostly like when she, I love I love that scene where where she can't like stop herself from gossiping, and I think she because she knows that that Tina's pregnant, and she says to Shane like I can't stop myself, and she's like Yes, you can. What's wrong with you? And I was like, "That's me." I know. <laughs> uh, that's why Alice you is my have, girl. You have a record of that. I felt her in that moment, you know. Yeah. And then, and then I felt shame because shame Aww. because shame was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yes, you can. And I was like, "Oh, it was funny though. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny." She said it with love. She did. I did like that when Tina moves back in with Beth. <laughs> Tina prepares her like I've gained some weight and Beth's like I don't care like so it was like a good counter to like the body negativity from Alice there was some body positivity from Beth thank you yeah thank you for um you know single-handedly saving the L words reputation (laughs) Kit and Ivan are no more are no more. Such a piece that I Which was been. very, such a piece. Um, which is really sad to me because I'm in love with Ivan and um, he disappears for most of the season and then like comes back at the very end. Um, but yeah. Uh, then uh, Kit gets involved with Charles S. Dutton Ugh. of Rudy fame. Ugh. Well, okay. So, you know, so I've now seen Rudy, right? We talked about this, how I finally saw it. No. Oh, so I saw it on one of my many, many... How dare you? We have to like have a whole episode dedicated to <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Did you see it after we talked yes. about it at the working yes. homes? <gasps> yes. So like, How so pretty, so pretty, to me about pretty this. shortly thereafter, I was on so one of many sad. flights to Hawaii from Hawaii, somewhere oh, in there. And you only watched Rudy because you had like 12 hours to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe. That's but cool. it was really good. I was definitely like crying like a fucking. Oh yeah, <laughs> it gets you. It gets you. That music. That music at the end gets you. It gets I was like ya. a blubbering mess. Turn that shit on right now. Cried so my hard. Um, like, but like Charles Dutton. So yes, in Rudy, he's like a very inspiring character. Oh, he's wonderful. But and in the L word, he's really an asshole. So ugh. it's hard to square. It is hard to square. <laughs> He's a married asshole. Cheating on his wife. Cheating on his with wife. Kit with Kit Porter. Porter. How dare you? How dare you do that? We also need to talk about Shane and Jenny's new roommate. Oh, no. <laughs> How many times did I text you while watching this? Like, I fucking hate Mark. He needs his dick cut off. <laughs> 
It was a fair amount. I understand your feelings. Though I will say shout out to the disgusting dude that plays his buddy because there was a choice quote from him, which was, we want hot lesbian sex and we want it now. And when he said that, I said, same, bro. (laughs) That's why I'm watching the show, bro. (laughs) Yikes. Um, So he's a photographer, a videographer, what have you. Wannabe artist. And uh, he's uninspired initially. And then he meets, you know, everyone in this L word universe. And he's, he's um, inspired, you know, by their lives and decides he should record it all with hidden cameras. Um, Mm. And so he plants them literally all over the house. Like, so he's seeing intimate moments. He's seeing them pee. He's like just gross like he's up there seeing all the shit um i mean talk about like violation of like lack of lack of consent like that all that shit. all of it it was so bad so bad so upsetting so bad so upsetting um but he gets his uh come up and sort of i guess not Not really really. like no not really like Shane can't Shane be mean. Shane is very willing to forgive. Yeah, him. Shane can't really be mean, so she's sickened by it all. But ultimately, she's like nice to him. And then, oh, that angst angst moment was like, oof. When she's like doubled over. It was. Oh man. Oh yeah. Because she feels so betrayed by him. Because she feels like they had a connection and a friendship. Yeah. Oof. And then Jenny's like, leave, stay, leave, stay, leave. <laughs> And then she shows him her titties and writes, is this what you want (laughs) in Sharpie on her titties? But then she does give, well, two things. Mark is like, okay, you showed me yours. I'm going to show you mine. And then like strips down to his own skivvies. And it's like, no one wants to see (laughs) that. uh, Wait, isn't Shane there? And she's like, I'm out. (laughs) She comes in. She comes in like at the very end, like while he's like just... (laughs) Like his pants are on his ankles and she's like, ah, she just, she comes right. It's like a revolving door. She's like in and out in two seconds. But then Jenny does give him some choice quotes about like what it would take for him to really make amends, which is to like live his life as a woman for a day. Do you remember that inspired yeah, that speech? Was, yeah, that was, I would, I will say, like, for all the... Everybody hates Jenny, Jenny Schechter. Like, it's univer- she's universally hated. But in that moment, I was like, yes, Jenny. That was a good Jenny moment. It was a good Jenny moment. It was. They're going to decrease in number rapidly. So heavy. So what are some highlights from season two for you as you... Highlights? I mean, Cameron Mannheim was a fucking highlight. I loved her. In that role, so she plays that that big like studio exec, exec yeah. that makes that like will not let Shane out of her life. Like, Why do I have an image of her with like an uneven haircut? Is that how she? It's not uneven, but it is. It does look like a very strange wig. Like, it just looks off. It just looks off. It looks slightly off. Um, it looks not unlike Chi-Chi Rodriguez's wig at the end of Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. It looks quite a bit like that, except it's wilder colors. Um, Cameron Mannheim, uh, iconic in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, she's in that too. She's, she, yeah, she, she's, she, the she's the one, one that... the one in the brace? No. 
No, she has braces. She has braces. Um, the one in the brace is Lisa Kudrow. Oh, right. But Cameron Mannheim is also an outcast when they're in high school. And she's the one that she's just like a big nerd. And um, whenever she comes over to Jeannie Garofalo's character, Jeannie Garofalo goes, Toby, fuck off. <laughs> and then when they're at the reunion, she's like, and please don't tell me to fuck off because it really hurts my feelings. <laughs> and then Jeannie Garofalo, iconic quote, goes, I hurt your feelings. Tremendous! That's tremendous! Go get your stupid yearbook. I would be happy to sign it. (sighs) Yeah, but Cameron Mannheim, big highlight of season two. Um, Other highlights? Oh, Kobe fucking Smulders. Your wife. Who I took, yeah, my boo and a half. Um, Yeah, I totally forgot that she was on the L word. And then when she appeared, I texted you very excitedly. And you're like, oh, I forgot she was even on it. She probably doesn't have a big role. And she didn't. She was in it for like a total of... I don't know. She maybe had three. Who did I say total. she looks like? Where I was like, why don't you like this other oh, person? Oh, you thought more? that she and um, oh, I, I fully forget her name now. But the British bitch who oh, is Hel- Latina, Helena, Helena, not Bonham Helena Carter Peabody, right? Helena Peabody, <laughs> Holland Taylor's daughter in the show. Yeah, who I love both Holland, both of them. No, you love Helena. You love Helena. Yeah. I do not love Helena. I know. You think she's like so irritating. Did not see the appeal. I love everything Did not about see the appeal. her. Although I I will say, okay, and this is kind of a great thing about the L word, lots of pregnant lady sex on the show. Mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty groundbreaking. But yeah, that poolside sex. Also, why is everybody having sex in and around pools? Does that just happen in LA a lot? Well, like, now Bet and LA Tina culture. told everybody that they could use their pool. Oh, and then Ellen and Helena had her pool. Just their pool. Like, yeah, just like pools. People having sex in pools all the time. It's a thing to do. I don't know. It's hot out there. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the fact that Alice and Dana start dating. Yeah, they. they, Well, first, um, they have to break off the wedding between her and Tanya. Tauntaun, a.k.a. (laughs) Tauntaun. After Tanya killed the cat. She kills Mr. Piddles. I would fucking kill her. Like, I don't know how she, how Dana went through with staying with her. Dana's also a nice guy. Nice gal. I guess so. But if you are charged with watching my dog and then I come home to a dead dog, I will fucking kill you. But yeah, uh, Dana and Alice get together and they have a vibrant and hilarious sex life. Very, very into the toys very very into role play the the love yeah. role play was so fucking funny yeah that's the one i was gonna so bring good. up too oh this is also the season where dana's yeah. brother comes out which is really funny he's like come on dane <laughs> live it up and she's like freaking the fuck out <laughs> so great which is so accurate Given that, um, you know, we have we have learned over the last uh, 15 years, 20 years that like there is a genetic component. So like it's in the gene pool. So like, yeah, she, she would have a gay brother. Probably. Maybe. You know, I know you hate those opening montages, but there is one that alludes to her mother. Did you see that one yet? Yes. Yes. There's there have been several moments where I've been like, is her mom gay? And like she totally is like she's a closeted homo like big time. I felt that way in season one, like just based on her like really over the top reaction. 
And her then, haircut. Um, okay. So um, anything that you would like to address from season two? Season two is an interesting season because, like, and I got this sense from you after you watched it, too. I mean, it was like, take it or leave it. Like, it happened. Like, it's there. It was meant, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot, it. it's, it's really a setup season. That makes sense. I feel like uh, season one was uh, chock full of high drama. And uh, this, yeah, the season two was not so much. Yeah. So I look forward to season three. It's a crazy <laughs> one. It's crazy. Are we, um, are we continuing with season three or are we <clears throat> like doing something else? I mean, we, we, I like this, I like this lineup. So I say we stay with the L word mostly because I think I'll lose you and you won't finish the series if we don't just. I understand. <laughs> I understand your concern. <laughs> Ah, so we'll keep at that and then ktu jams oh my god yeah yeah KTU. i feel like so mia mia and i are going to do our top 10 ktu jams i feel like we need to set like very clear parameters around this you know what i'm saying like what qualifies as a ktu jam i'll be loving you all my life but i feel like we need to and tell me if this is unfair we need to disqualify like really mainstream, like across the board, popular artists like Whitney Houston, who has the Uns Uns remix. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Songs. I'm talking you know specifically Miami like, freestyle here. Like we are going exactly Miami deep cuts, DVB, deep fucking yeah. cuts, bitch. Yes, only the deepest of cuts. Oh, but it, oh, but you know what? It's Miami freestyle, but then it's also like, uh, Le, what was that group? Like Labouche, like. <laughs> Be my lover, wanna be my lover. Absolutely, real McCoy. Absolutely, like all those people. Time we stick together. People who are only known for that kind of music. Gonna be my lover. Be my lover. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Love you all. Bye bye. Be my lover.